Welcome to season two of the Ublong podcast by Faith Young Adults, where no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you've done, you belong. I'm your host, Braden Benvenuti. Let's get real. Welcome back to the You Belong podcast. My name is Brayden, your host, and I have an amazing co-host with me today. We got Lance. Lance. <laughs> He's been on before, you know him, but just want to welcome everybody listening and watching uh, because this one is the special episode that airs on YouTube as well, mm-hmm. and you can see us. Mm. But got a super cool topic today. Okay. Um, going to be interesting to talk about. I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with but don't talk about a lot. Don't but, call me out. Oh, I won't. We'll be calling each other out probably. Okay. But before we get into that, you know the drill. We got to, I mean, we got to get to know Lance better. But Lance has been on here, how many times? Is this number four? Four. I think this is a four time maybe. Two video, one audio. I think so. That's true. So mm-hmm. the people know you, Lance. Mm. Um, you've already introduced yourself. They mm-hmm. know what you do. They know who you are. So mm-hmm. we ain't got to do that stuff Mm-mm. because you're familiar. Familiar. To the audience. Known. By God as well. <laughs> but do have a um, a fun question mm-hmm. um, to maybe get to know you a little bit more. Because, okay. you know, we can always say, well, who are you, Lance? What do you do? Where are you who from? But... The real stuff, you know, that we can find out is when you ask the poking, the prodding questions. I don't know if I like where this is going. So, mm. what fictional character would you want to become real? So, not that you want to become, but just a fictional character that you wish was real. Okay. Right off the top of my head, mm-hmm. I have like two. Two. Okay, I like that. They're competing for first place. Mm-hmm. First... Which, I mean, he is kind of real because it's symbolic, Mm. but, like, the whole storyline is just cool. You know what I'm about to say. (laughs) I do know. (laughs) (laughs) It's Narnia. Oh, so that's the movie. Specifically Aslan, which we have, I mean, we have Jesus. He is the lion and the lamb. Amen, hallelujah, praise Jehovah. That is who Aslan represents. But, like... But you wish God was a lion. No, because that would be uh, graven imagery, but... Yeah. <laughs> he has described himself, though, as the lion and the lamb. That is true. But the whole, I don't know, just that whole, I love that show. I love yeah, that you movie. really love Narnia. I really do. I don't know All why. three of them. I'm very weird. All three movies. Second one. The prin- uh, Prince Caspian? No. No, this is my second fictional character. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you were saying your favorite movie was this, the second Narnia movie. No. Okay, second character. What is the, okay. what's the second one? This, so this I hope is, this one's cooler. It kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that'll probably appreciate it really is Jude Sherwood. Um, Interesting. But uh, I am by no means like I've never watched like anime or anything like that. But Avatar: The Last Airbender. Mm. Those people. Pretty cool TV show. It was one of my favorites when I was a kid. So Two thousand five. Oh, Aang, Aang. For sure. The Last Airbender. For sure. Him or Katara. Katara was cool. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be a waterbender. You can only choose one. Okay. Um, if you were in that TV show, what um, element would be your? Would you want water? Water. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. You're okay. You're gonna go with fire. Ah, uh, yeah. You're mm-hmm. my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course you would. Fire's really cool, uh, and it's like the most dangerous of them. I feel like it depends. They're all dangerous. It's just the most like out of the four: water, air, fire, and earth. Like if you were to say out of the four, which one is the most like harmful. You're going to automatically say fire, although that's not true because all of them can be used mm-hmm. very dangerously. Mm-hmm. But I just like fire. Did you watch that show as a kid? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, did. I did. Great show, great show. For me, fictional character that I'd want to become real. I think I would have to go with Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> The dog was huge. So I watched this show a lot growing up as a child, and it would be really cool to have I a huge dog. I did not know that you enjoyed that show that much. Honestly, I was racking my brain for <laughs> a fictional character, and that's the first one that came to mind. That's and what you I thought of Clifford? Yes. Okay. 
And I mean, I'm not judging you because I said Aang yes. <laughs> Avatar. Um, if I think of something else later in the podcast, I might mm. shout it out randomly. That's fine. We'll be in deep <laughs> conversation about the Lord, and you'll be like, Thanos! Just Tinkerbell! Kidding. I wouldn't want Thanos to be real because he killed half of the world. I've never seen all those movies. You've never seen Marvel movies? That was a dramatic pause. It was. I've seen some. I've never really been That's interested tough. by them. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. You should watch them. They're oh, great. I should. So you'd want Aslan to be real, and mm-hmm. you would want Aang from The Last Avatar. Yes. Or The Last Airbender. Last, Av- Last Avatar of the Airbender. <laughs> to be real. Yes. Those are pretty good choices. I feel like mine was terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you I feel like... like Scooby-Doo or something. Maybe. But continue. I think, what do we learn about Lance from that is that... He relates to Aang, probably, from The Last Airbender. Yes. I wasn't going to say that, but you said it. No, you were thinking it. I wasn't. Mm. Um, that you like to imagine your imagination. You'd like to be an airbender, or a waterbender. almost sorry. as if as I should work in the creative department. Dun-dun-dun. <gasps> but you do work yeah. in the <clears throat> creative department. But I don't really know what Clifford <laughs> says about you. Uh, it probably says that I'm child stupid. at heart. Yes, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> that that is it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's true. I believe I'm a kid at heart. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. I like it. I wonder what everybody else thinks. Probably that we're both very weird people. Probably so. Okay. I wonder what everybody else, what character they'd want. If you're listening, please tell us what you think of us. Yes. Please tell us that we're not weird. And tell us what character, fictional character, you would like. Oh, I don't know if I want that. Whenever we post this on Instagram, like promote it, mm-hmm. they should comment. Yes. That'll be the indicator if you're a true fan of the You Belong yes. podcast. If you're listening For right sure, now. Because we are nine minutes and 53 seconds yep, in. Yep. If people really are listening, then they will go to the yep. Instagram after they... After they listen to this podcast yep. or watch it on YouTube, they will go to the Instagram post where we promoted it, mm-hmm. and they will comment which fictional character they would want to be real. Yes. I like that. I hope We're going to give away a high five. Two high fives. Two. one from me, too. <laughs> I love it. So, mm-hmm. Lance, we're going to be talking about, I'm about to rhyme, doubt. Mm. About doubt. I don't know if that actually rhymes. I um, was looking for it. <laughs> so doubt is something um i think a lot of people struggle with mm-hmm. um especially you know we're talking in the context of um faith uh, of christianity because mm-hmm. i mean there's lots of things you can doubt you know we can doubt if we went to the moon you know mm-hmm. we can doubt if uh some certain government thing they're what they're doing what their intentions are mm-hmm. or what really happened mm-hmm. you know what happened 300 years ago do we know we could doubt if dinosaurs were real there's mm-hmm. lots of things in the world that we can doubt if they were real or not mm-hmm. um and we could probably spend upwards of like 10 hours probably talking about oh for all sure. the things that we could doubt are things real did this happen how did was pangea real did the continents split like there's so many things mm-hmm. um but we're going to be talking about faith. We're going to be talking about our, our walk with Jesus mm-hmm. um, and, and Jesus, you know, being a real person, being fully God, coming to earth and sacrificing himself for, for all of us mm-hmm. and also raising from the dead. All of that, we're going to be talking about that. Is that real? Did that happen? Right. Um, because I think sometimes it's very hard to yeah. to believe sometimes. Yeah. Um, and some people have a harder time believing yeah. um, than others. But even if you do believe doubt can also always always come in and so to start off lance what what is doubt how would you define the word doubt um in simplest terms just unbelief unbelief or disbelief Mm -hmm. disbelief in something that maybe a certain group of people may think to be true or i don't know i mean just like all the other things that you listed Mm -hmm. off or whatever it's just a disbelief and you have a sense of like something not being as real or accurate as somebody else claims that it is based Mm -hmm. off of how you interpret the evidence that's given to you. Yeah. So I looked up the definition. Oh, boy. Which, that was a spot-on definition. I feel like doubt... I feel like most people know what doubt is. Yeah. Um, But I looked it up. I was like, what's the definition of doubt? And, you know, you get the first answer on the internet. It's like Uh Merriam-Webster or whatever it is. Um, but it says a feeling of uncertainty mm. or a lack of conviction. 
Mm. And so the feeling of uncertainty, I feel like goes along with just like the, because like I don't the, think, ah, I, just, I don't, I don't think know, doubt is like yeah. fully just, I do not believe. Right. But doubt is like, do I believe? Right. It's like just doubt the question. Yes. It's yeah. the questioning of your belief and it's the feeling of uncertainty. Did we land on the moon back in the 1960s? Like, I don't know. Mm. Um, I think we did. Yes. Um, but like, there's sometimes just that, like, I don't, I mean, do I really know? Mm. I wasn't there. And so it's that just the feeling of uncertainty and I like the lack of conviction. Yeah. They was um, quoting scripture and didn't real. even know it. It was like, hold on. Did I go to the Bible? No, I went to <laughs> Google. Um, and so the lack of conviction, it's almost like when you're doubting, it's like you just don't have mm-hmm. the, you don't have the conviction of like mm-hmm. whatever, because like if you you know you're practicing faith, if you're a Christian, we have conviction over things, and if you're doubting, you're like, well, I don't even know if this is really real. Yeah, you're not gonna have you know the conviction that you once had about things you're doing, mm-hmm. probably. So yeah, the feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction, you know, the questioning of your belief, mm-hmm. um, all all definitions of doubt. Now that we have doubt defined, we know what we're talking about. We know what doubt is. We can really get into um, some of this. And so I love statistics, mm-hmm. especially when talking about you know topics like this. That, yes. Um, I think most people are like, "Am I the only person that struggles with this? You know, am I the? Am I alone? Like, no. I'm the only one that doubts." I love statistics because mm-hmm. it shows us you are not alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you belong. I am not alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I got to. <laughs> Did you think it was good? I think so. Um, I think sometimes we think we're good at singing. Yeah, Morgan's probably listening to this, and she's like, no, that wasn't good. Not good. (laughs) Um, But I got a statistic for us. Uh, Barna Research, I've quoted Uh this before. Pastor Steve has quoted this Mm -hmm. um, from the platform on Sunday mornings. Uh, It's a Christian research Mm -hmm. kind of program, um, and it's just all about statistics and polling people about, polling Christians about what they believe and this and that. And so Barna Research... They pulled a bunch of people, Christians, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and 65% of Christians mm. have faced doubt or do face doubt. Wow. And I read that and I was like, okay, that's a majority yeah. of people uh, who claim to be Christians. A pretty overwhelming majority. Yeah. And if we're being totally honest, that number is probably a lot higher. Yeah. But people doubt their doubts. Mm-hmm. For real. They're like, <laughs> they, wait. They're like, do I doubt? <laughs> but they're also like, I don't want to say that I doubt. Mm-hmm. And so For sure. they're probably just behind. So at that. least 65% of Christians, yeah. the people who claim to be Christians, mm-hmm. um, have or are facing doubt. And mm-hmm. like we said, that number is probably higher because there are probably people who didn't want to admit they are doubting mm-hmm. or um, they didn't even think about it. You know, they didn't right. realize it. Right. Um, and so at least 65%, that's 15% more than half. Mm-hmm. Like. We're on the other side now. We're mm-hmm. more than half. So clearly lots of people, most people who are Christians, will face doubt mm-hmm. at some point, have faced doubt mm-hmm. at one point in life, mm-hmm. um, or currently they're mm-hmm. facing doubt. It's almost like, I want to point this out. Mm-hmm. So obviously majority of our, our listeners are people that are within our young adult ministry and stuff. Hopefully some of you out there may be not necessarily affiliated with faith church, or maybe unit affiliated with Christianity but if mm-hmm. you if you're like kind of on the fence of things and like you're just now sort of coming around and like you know you're checking out this podcast stuff mm-hmm. like that and like you have these things you have these doubts and you're trying to figure out exactly what you believe in and what your faith is and what you can really stand on that's really accurate not just biblically but scientifically that's true for all sorts of things like this is comforting mm-hmm. to know that, yeah. hey, like you said, for sure, I'm not the only one that has these questions and has these doubts. So mm-hmm. have your have your doubts. For real. We can have that conversation. For sure. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to you do that. It. Cringy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so lots of people faced out. So just on like the start of this, like know that you're not not alone in your struggle, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And so in this this instance, we're talking about doubt. Like we all like me and you have talked about this. Oh yeah. We like. I feel like some people think, you know, oh, they work at the church or they're a leader, you know, in a ministry, they're a pastor or whatever it is. Like, They're the most faithful. Yeah, there's no way they have any doubt. Wrong. Well, I would love to tell you, like, no, I've I experienced doubt lots of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's what's important is that, like, I don't let it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let the doubt over overrule the faith. Right. Um, our doubt is our belief. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. It's a little deeper. You got to. 
gives them like I have a feeling you might go into that yeah. further <laughs> um as we move along. But just know like I doubt Lance has doubted mm-hmm. um you know pastors, leaders, um people that work at churches, people that work for nonprofits or you know the spe- the mm-hmm. big speakers like we're all still human mm-hmm. and we're all going to face doubt just like you do. Mm-hmm. So if anybody says they have not that's when you can doubt them. You should doubt that. <laughs> you should doubt that for sure. Um, and so I know for a fact that there are lots of people that it's they're going to doubt Christianity because it's hard to believe. Right. Um, it's hard to believe that there's a God out there that created all of this and, you mm-hmm. know, created this table and us. Like, how, like there's so much intricate details. Mm-hmm. It's like, how did that happen? And, mm-hmm. and Jesus, a person, lived a perfect life and... He died, and then he rose three days later, like he rose mm-hmm. from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, that's tough to believe because, you know, lots most people are um, very, like, straightforward mm-hmm. and, like, I'm trying to think of the word, like, don't, they're just natural. Like, they're, yeah. they don't think about the supernatural. <laughs> they don't believe in that stuff. Yeah. And so I they're understand just realistic. it's realistic. Yeah, realistic. Yeah. That's the word. Um, and especially at this age. Um after you graduate high school, 18 mm-hmm. um, to really your, your 20s, your young adult years, especially going through college, getting in the workforce, um, all of this really puts you in the real world. And that's when I feel like doubt is mm-hmm. the biggest mm-hmm. with anything, especially your faith, mm-hmm. um, especially Christianity, but it, it, all types of things. But, you know, whenever you go through college, there was another statistic was like that once you people that go through college there it was like 36% more likely yeah. to face doubt yeah. because you go through different classes you know you you're learning about history you're learning about science all this you got professors saying one mm-hmm. thing you're seeing people live this way you know mm-hmm. and you're getting into the adult life yeah, of and things you're out of the house for the first time got to you make your own decisions college and mm-hmm. so like you're faced with the opportunity to really i mean not that you haven't before you know some people have you know very normal homes or whatever mm-hmm. but like this is really your first time to really think for yourself yeah. because your whole life up mm-hmm. to this point has really been thought for you for sure and so now you're you got to make all your own decisions when when mm-hmm. do you do this when do you do that do you go to church by yourself do you go to this mm-hmm. church do you not go to church um mm-hmm. do you believe this do you like there do you believe this principle do you, are you going to do this in your life it's not your parents decision anymore mm-hmm. and so that's why whenever we get out of the house or even just maybe you're still living at home, but you're, you know, you're 20, 21, like you're an adult, you're making your own decisions. Like, Oh boy, a lot's Mm -hmm. on you. And that, and that's why doubt creeps in because for so long, you know, we lived with just our parents are going to take care of us, whatever they do. Usually like we're going to go with them. Like if they're going to church, we're probably going to church too, unless like you're just like a rebel, like, and you're not going to, but for the most part, we we do what our, our parents say, mm-hmm. um, and we don't really have to make any big life decisions mm-hmm. in, in high school, really middle mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, you like we said, whenever you get older, whenever you become an adult, and you're in your twenties, uh, so much comes at you in life that doubt is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think sometimes, not sometimes, I think most of the time doubt is seen as very negative um and very Mm -hmm. shameful yeah um and like people like we said like that statistic is probably higher that 65 percent and we're like wait why do we think it's higher well because people are don't want to admit that they doubt because they think it's they're associating doubt with like it's bad like if i doubt oh no i'm not a christian or as if doubt is a sin yeah and i would say it's not Mm -hmm. um and so is doubt okay are we a terrible person if we doubt. Absolutely not. I don't think so either. Um, why do you, why would you say doubt is okay? Because like that little plug that I made earlier, I mm-hmm. think your doubt leads to your belief. Mm-hmm. And obviously people come out on very opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, they hit this, this crucial age in their life. And some people, you know, very sadly come to this realization to where they're like, okay, it's t- I'm leaving the faith. Mm. I'm leaving Christianity. Yeah. I'm going the opposite way. On the other end of that spectrum are, are people that say, hey, you know, like this thing was, like I grew up around this thing, or maybe like some people that I admire the most are people that had no background, no history in this type of thing. They hit these young adult years, and they ultimately find Jesus. Mm. Those, to me, are some of the most powerful stories mm-hmm. that are probably on the planet. Is yeah. because 
you were not foundationally and doctrinally trying to be like, you know, like we're trying to get you to believe this mm-hmm. thing, but like rather than you came to the realization that Jesus is real and you can trust what he says on your own. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what's missing from a lot of these people that walk away from the faith and a lot mm-hmm. of these people that have doubts and why it's even a greater statistic of why people walk away from their faith when they hit their 20s, when they hit those college years. is because for their whole entire life, all you've ever known church to be is just what you've been structured mm-hmm. around. And, you know, you probably went to Sunday school. You went to mm-hmm. VBS. You went to the lock-ins. You mm-hmm. went to the retreats. You went to the big conferences or whatever. Yeah. And if I'm just being totally blunt and honest, you get to this age and you realize, that's that's not it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, you, you sort of, not necessarily, and I'm not saying, you know, that, you know, these people aren't genuine. They're not yeah. real or whatever. There's some very real, genuine people out there. But if we're just being totally honest, there are some frauds out there. Yeah. And they ruin mm-hmm. the faith and they ruin this thing, this, this belief system for people by professing to be one thing and then being something totally opposite yeah, from it. That's and so it people look at that mm-hmm. and say, I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. And how can you blame them? Mm-hmm. But rather than teach them in their younger years, this is why we believe foundationally and doctrinally mm-hmm. what we do. Here's the evidence to support it. Mm-hmm. We tell them to believe just to believe. Yeah, it's like we we just tell them what to believe, but sometimes yeah. there's not a lot and to so go when behind you come, that. And so when you come to this place— and there's all these different people surrounding mm-hmm. you with all this opposite evidence. Yeah. And their evidence is actually like, like it has some ground <laughs> yeah. to it. Like you can't really argue with it. It's like mm-hmm. they're arguing like statistics and numbers mm-hmm. and science and stuff. And because you've never been taught the counter mm-hmm. to that that helps prove that this thing is true. Like, you look at it and you're like, uh, uh, just just uh, believe. Yeah, no, Bible's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. don't get me wrong. It is, I also admire people that they have that ability to, to just, just be able to believe. believe. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that is an admirable trait. And mm-hmm. it, I think it's a gift, yeah. really. And sometimes I feel like it's you know, more on the rare side absolutely. Of, of people. Absolutely. But you know as well as I do, like for me myself, you know, mm-hmm. I work at the church and everything, but I'm also I'm a very analytical person. Mm-hmm. I analyze absolutely everything and mm-hmm. I question everything. Yeah. Which, you know, I would also argue that the Bible says to test the spirits, to see if they be of God. So mm-hmm. anything that comes to you in the name of the Lord mm-hmm. should be brought into question. Yeah. Let's see if this thing is really from God. Mm-hmm. And so, but also on the flip side of that, because I'm human and because I'm flesh, I sort of have an unbalanced thing with this over analytical side of myself to where mm-hmm. it causes more doubt than necessary. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that what the enemy intends for evil, God turns around and uses for good. It yeah. takes my intense doubt and mm-hmm. increases and intensifies my faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think something that that always come to mind um, when we're talking about doubt. There's one person um, that I feel like everybody kind of kind of knows in this realm in the Bible, um, and it was Thomas, yeah. one of the disciples. Um, he's known as Doubting Thomas, <laughs> which is tough because a lot of disciples are known for something, um, and like everybody else has, I feel like has something like good or strong or cool or something about him, and it's like, dang, Thomas was known for doubt, mm-hmm. um, but. I think it's powerful. I think we can relate to it because he was one of the disciples and and even he doubted. So Mm -hmm. I want to share the scripture um, to kind of kickstart some more conversation really. But in John chapter 20, Mm -hmm. uh, verse 24, uh, in in the gospel of John, it says, one of the 12 disciples, Thomas, was not with the others when Jesus came. This is after Jesus died Mm -hmm. um, and, and rose again. And so they told him, we have seen the Lord. And so, mm. you know, he rose from the dead. They're all thinking, Jesus, he's dead, he's gone. But they're like, we have seen the Lord. But Thomas replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Mm-hmm. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Mm -hmm. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Mm -hmm. My Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing Mm me. So this story, man, I think it's, I just noticed something that I haven't noticed before reading it. Um, What's crazy is that Thomas told the disciples He's not going to believe until he sees the nail wounds mm-hmm. in his hands, puts his fingers into them, and places his hand in the wound on his side. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know, when Jesus was sacrificed, right. um, they 
pierced, pierced his side, his side mm-hmm. to make sure that he was dead. So he had a wound mm-hmm. kind of in his rib side area. But what's crazy is Thomas tells the disciples those things. Like, I'm not going to believe until that happens. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus gets there, it does not say that Thomas tells Jesus like, hey, I'm not believing until these X, Y, and Z. Instead, Jesus just comes to him and says, put your finger here. Mm-hmm. And look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound on my side. He knew mm-hmm. exactly what Thomas needed right. to believe, mm-hmm. which I think is insane. Jesus, he's insane like that. Mm-hmm. But like that's that's crazy. Like mm-hmm. in in seasons and moments of doubt, um, with all of us, I think Jesus knows exactly what we'll need to overcome the doubt and become even more faithful mm-hmm. um, to increase our faith. And so I think that it's it's okay like Thomas did to doubt he, like, and he's has specific things. He's like, if this happens, I'm going to believe. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes is okay. I think if you're in a desperate place of, you're just like confused and struggling yeah. and you're like, and like you're for real. And you're just like, God, like if you just show me, like if you make it so clear, like I'm this, I'll overcome that. Like mm-hmm. I'll have faith like never before and not saying that it's going to be up It'll from never there, what you but like, like yeah. doubt can come in later in life again. But for mm-hmm. for this this time, you know, this season of doubt, this moment of doubt, God, if you do this, if you show me this, that that is, this will be the confirmation. Mm-hmm. And, and I think He can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's it doesn't need to be like God. If you, it's at, very dangerous. You yeah. can't be going like yeah. at at ten yeah. fifty two. God, if you. It's perfect weather. If you make it rain, I'll know you're real. Yeah, that's yeah, no. exactly. I mean, he could, but that you're getting outside your skis at that point. Right. But if you're like God, if you just make it clear, man, give me something. Show God, me you're real. Show me that you are real. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna do something that sometimes you might not think, and you're like, holy cow, like that couldn't have been anything else but God. But I also think you can do something like if you're just praying hardcore for something, you're like mm-hmm. something specific, not something crazy, but it's like something specific that God could do. Like, mm-hmm. like if you're, I don't know, it's just, if you you can pray for something specific, right. I think God can speak to people. And like, if you're like, God, if somebody, man, if somebody comes, you know, comes to me today and, and just says anything about God, mm-hmm. like for example, like just, you know, something like that. And, like you're just praying, like if somebody comes and talks to me about God today, mm-hmm. I'll know you're real. Mm-hmm. I think God would do that. I think may, He could. It may do not that. even happen the way that it may not even happen it, that day. Yeah. So and really, it may be something com- yeah. could be a, not exactly like that, but it could happen a different way, right. but a crazier way, which would confirm even more. Right. And you'd be like, "Holy cow!" Right. <laughs> because, like you said, the Lord knows your need. The yeah. Lord knows what it takes. Mm-hmm. But what's there's there's a few things I want to point out about the scripture. If you don't mm-hmm. care, pull that back up. Read that first little part again. The beginning? Yeah, read the like beginning. Like one of the 12? Yeah. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. Stop right there. All right. What's important to note at this point, this is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if this is like, you know, I believe, in my opinion, that's the moment he doubted. Mm-hmm. Right there. He yeah. started to doubt. It's because at this moment, here's in, a lot of people give a lot of, you know, flack towards Thomas, mm-hmm. you know, for this. But you also have to look at the context, the place and time of where all this was taking place and what was going on in the disciples' lives at that moment. Mm-hmm. It was intense persecution. They had followed this man for three years. Mm-hmm. They had seen him do all these things, but along with that came all this opposition. Mm-hmm. Everything that they had, they were putting at risk, their whole entire lives. Their life, their friend's life, their family's life, they were risking putting themselves in prison. And for what? Because at this moment, they're not really, they're still trying to figure it out just like we are. Mm-hmm. And they the, and they have Jesus. Jesus is walking with them. Mm-hmm. But in our natural human fleshly capability and the knowledge that we're able and the, just the, the comprehension that mm-hmm. we're able to have, mm-hmm. we have just this intense sense of like, this can't be real. Mm-hmm. You know the phrase, it's like, if it's too good to be true, then it is. Mm-hmm. If I had if I had to guess, it's probably along the same lines of yeah. what's going on right here. They're thinking yeah, this is probably too good to be true, and it probably is. Mm-hmm. But then God. Yeah. So read the rest of it. Um, so then it says, uh, but he replied, uh, Thomas. Thomas replies, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, mm-hmm. put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in mm-hmm. his side. So you know what Thomas is asking for right here? He's saying, God, give me something tangible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So earlier when we were talking about all these people 
that walk away from the faith. Mm-hmm. They have nothing tangible mm-hmm. to hold on to mm-hmm. to justify their belief as to why they believe it, other than just what they've been told to believe. And if I'm being honest, we have failed our generation mm. by not in the generations to come. If we, we we fail them, if we do not give them something tangible to hold on to. This is how you know that mm-hmm. he is real. This is how you know that he was the Messiah. This is how we know that uh, scientifically that there has to be uh, there has to be a creator for mm-hmm. all this to be here, whatever. And you know, uh, you said something earlier that I want to come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, you said sometimes it's hard to just believe this stuff. It's mm-hmm. hard to believe yeah. that this dude walked the earth. It's mm-hmm. hard to believe he performed this miracles. Yeah. It's hard to believe. I would dare say it's harder to believe that this didn't happen. It's mm-hmm. harder to yeah. be an atheist. Why? Apart from this, we have nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, there's really, there's so much out there that we still don't know. Mm-hmm. Science can only take you so far, but when science and scripture, rather than thinking it contradicts each other, when you look at mm-hmm. the scriptures, it actually complements mm-hmm. scientific research. And God proves Himself over and over and over again in so many different ways that we just fail to see because, like mm-hmm. I said, in our human comprehension. There's so much that we can't see. Mm-hmm. And so another thing that I want to point out is there's a scripture that talks about the rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. The rich young ruler dies, and he finds himself in hell. And he looks up to heaven, and he says, God, if you will please let me go to my loved ones so mm-hmm. they will not have to suffer this same fate. Let me just go talk to them for mm-hmm. a second. What's God's response? God's response is no. Mm. They have the prophets, and they have the teachers. Mm. If they won't listen to them, they won't listen at all. Yeah. So we have to look at this life and say, there's already so much around me that proves God is who he says he is. Mm -hmm. I've just got to look further into it, and I've got to unblind myself from everything around me that shows he is who he says he is. So when even you come to God and you say, God, you've got to give me something tangible. You've got Mm -hmm. to give me something to show that this thing Mm -hmm. is worth is worth fighting for. Why should I remain in the faith when I can go to, if this thing isn't real, then I'm not going to just go buy all this and Mm -hmm. give up this for that. And, you know, because it's not really worth it until God overwhelmingly proves himself to you that, hey, I am who I say I am. Mm -hmm. Devote your life to me. Yeah. And you'll never lack anything. Mm -hmm. I think that's important to to point out Mm -hmm. the context of this scripture Mm -hmm. and how it applies to uh, to us in this moment, and especially in our doubt. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, it's encouraging to know that one of the disciples, he doubted. Yeah. But ultimately, like, God didn't be like, oh, get out of here. You doubted me. Leave. Absolutely. That's not what's going to happen um, if you doubt. And what I think is really crazy to note in the scriptures about Thomas was that eight days later, when they were together again, mm-hmm. Thomas was with them. Mm-hmm. They were together. Thomas was there eight days later. So this is eight days after he expressed his doubt to the other disciples. He had eight days to either he was he was probably do I believe this thing? Am I mm-hmm. going to stick around with these disciples? Am I going to mm-hmm. leave? Do I just go do something else? I could go move away. Do, like there's probably so many things that could happen within these eight days. But we notice that they were together again, and Thomas was with them, mm-hmm. which I think is huge because through his doubt, he still stuck it through and mm-hmm. was still there. He might he was still doubting, but he was there. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus came, mm-hmm. and Jesus showed him, and right. Jesus gave him the confirmation he needed, and he believed, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it's there. And so, mm-hmm. what I think is key is that, um, and we're we're gonna kind of get into the next question is what should we do when doubt mm-hmm. creeps mm-hmm. in? I the answer I think is we should stay. Mm-hmm. Thomas stayed for eight days. That's more than a week. That's a long time to kind of sit on your doubt, mm-hmm. and he he stayed. And what happened? Mm-hmm. He ended up believing. He ended up getting the confirmation he needed. Right. Things aren't always immediate. Things aren't going to happen right away. In the it way might that be, you want it. Yeah, it might be longer than eight right. days. Thomas was probably like, when, where is he? Verge where of, is Jesus? Right. Like, it's been eight days. He was pro- it's been three days. It's been four days. Like, he's probably doubt increasing each time. Mm-hmm. But he stayed. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's key that when doubt does creep in in our lives, mm-hmm. don't leave. Right. Don't leave too soon mm-hmm. because you never know what could happen the next day. If you leave, you never know what would have happened in in a week, in two weeks, mm-hmm. in, in a couple months. Like if you just stick it through, if you stay, 
like Thomas did. Because mm-hmm. Thomas could have left on the fourth day and been like, you know what? I'm done. It's been four days, like, mm-hmm. and he still hasn't showed me nothing. He he ain't here. You guys are lying. I'm I'm moving to mm-hmm. to Greece. Like he, like right. he's moving. Exactly. I'm gonna go be a, a fisherman or mm-hmm. whatever Thomas was again and just live life. Mm-hmm. But no, he he stuck it out. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's when doubt creeps in, mm-hmm. so many people are so quick to leave. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's what our mm-hmm. response should be because it's going to now, I mean, you let the doubt win. You let the doubt, mm-hmm. instead of you saying like doubt is going to fuel my faith, you know, it's going to make my faith stronger. Mm-hmm. So Most people who, who experience doubt, they let the doubt fuel their disbelief mm-hmm. and they leave. But doubt should be, we should use it and stay, and then God's going to do something, right, right. and then our faith is even stronger. Mm-hmm. And it was worth, the, the doubt was worth it. The, the staying, the waiting, the, the being patient was worth it. Um, and we see that it was worth it for Thomas. Mm-hmm. And so I think so many people leave the faith too early. Mm-hmm. They leave it too quickly. They tap out yeah, mm-hmm. too soon. Too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they get tired, they get... Mm-hmm. They get overworked by whatever it is, you know. Maybe they're um, they've been hurt by church. They've been um, God hasn't showed up in their life right. for a long time. But I would turn it around and ask them, like, Are you showing up mm-hmm. for God? Mm-hmm. Are you? What are you doing in those moments of doubt? Are you just letting the doubt just override you? Like, are you going? Are you mm-hmm. going to church more? Are you seeking out wisdom? Are you seeking out guidance? Are you going like? I love, I have, I've only seen it once. I need to watch it again. But the movie, Christian movies sometimes are cringy, but mm-hmm. um, God's Not Dead it is a, a beautiful picture of like, and of what to do when you're doubting. Mm-hmm. But the, the kid in the movie, he wasn't even doubting. He was just trying to, you mm-hmm. know, um, debate his professor. Mm-hmm. But the dude went ham mm-hmm. on research. Mm-hmm. And if you truly, like, I think some people, they... They claim to like want to believe or want to have the faith, but they don't put in the right. real work. Like it doesn't show, and they just they let the the doubt win, and they just don't do anything about it. Like go do a little research. Like mm-hmm. if you say, "Well, the Bible, how do I know that's true?" Go to other outside mm-hmm. sources that there's mm-hmm. outside sources from people who aren't Christians mm-hmm. that match up with what the Bible says. And but there's just so much research out there that you could go to. And, and you could help overcome the doubt and, mm-hmm. and, and find answers you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to have to do another episode about this, and yeah. we're going to have to give the people, I'm going to do the research, I'm going to give the people what, like the things that line up. Like I'm there are so it. many things yeah. um, that, that defend the faith and defend what Jesus being mm-hmm. here, it, it, all of it. And so all I want to say is that when, when the doubt creeps in, mm-hmm. don't give up mm-hmm. too quickly. Mm-hmm. To add to that, you know, I mean, you know me. We've mm-hmm. had tons of conversations. I'm a big advocate for people studying theology, mm-hmm. studying apologetics. Don't just go based off of what you've been taught your whole life mm-hmm. because newsflash, all of us have come to some realization that, hey, what I was taught to, to a degree was wrong mm-hmm. in some sense. When I when I look at Scripture in a different way and I actually like I look in more into the context and stuff like that mm-hmm. I realize more things about God that I had not been taught previously and even some things I've been taught about God or whatever turns out not to really be God mm-hmm. that's where usually people get so misenfranchised mm-hmm. with this whole idea of and why they question so much is because mm-hmm. you know you look at you look at Christianity right now you look at the modern day American church we have Baptists we have Methodists we have Church of God mm-hmm. we have Church of God of Prophecy we have the United Pentecostal Church we have the Southern Baptist Convention or whatever. And so mm-hmm. everybody looks at this thing and says there are so many different interpretations mm-hmm. and so many people claim that theirs is right. Mm-hmm. How do I know what is right? My response to that is, is don't go to them, go to the Lord. Mm-hmm. What does the scripture say? Mm-hmm. Who does God say that he is? All that you have to worry about is trusting and believing who Jesus is mm-hmm. and what he said that he has come to this earth to do and is to reconcile and redeem us and to bring us the best gift that has ever been given humanity and that is salvation mm-hmm. beyond that 
Study apologetics. Mm -hmm. Study theology. If you have your doubts, bring your doubts to the table. And mm -hmm. I'm not even going to go as far as to say, you know, just like, I'm not going to beg you to like, just hold on to this faith. Yeah. I'm going to challenge you, put it to the test. Mm -hmm. Because God is who he says he is. And what he said will always stand true 100% mm -hmm. above any other worldview, above any other denominational saying, above any other person that has mm -hmm. some weird interpretation of what the scripture says. God is who he says he is. Mm -hmm. Put your doubts to the test and test this saying. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, once you do, you might find that God, even more than you probably already understood, mm -hmm. is even more compassionate than you ever thought imaginable, mm -hmm. yeah. is even more kind to us than you've ever thought imaginable, mm -hmm. is even more real than you ever thought imaginable, is even more tangible, mm -hmm. is something that you can hold on to and that you can take for the rest of your life and know with confidence that I have a God that is up in heaven mm -hmm. who, I can, who I serve who has done nothing but do good things for me and wants mm -hmm. good intentions for my life. And not even just because of that, God, if you never do anything for me, you're worthy because you created it all. Mm -hmm. Everything that we see, God, you created it all. Mm -hmm. When we look out into the universe or whatever, and we see all these different stars, galaxies, and everything, we look at the earth, we see the beauty of the earth, God, you created it all. Mm -hmm. Apart from you, where does it come from? We don't know. But with you, we understand that, hey, God, this is, this is all you. So my challenge is, is that when doubt creeps in, put it to the test. Mm -hmm. Ask tough questions. Yeah. And I would even dare say, you know, some of you that maybe not necessarily be, if, you know, if you're affiliated with another church or whatever, you might receive some pushback from, you know, certain mm -hmm. leaders within yeah. the church or whatever. But ultimately, you won't receive pushback from God. Mm -hmm. So yeah. put it to the test. Yeah. Read some books. There's great apologetics books that help define and lay out you know, where, where scripture and science complements mm -hmm. each other, where yeah. uh, sociological issues and moral issues complement mm -hmm. each other within the scriptures and how in the context of scriptures it's actually even psychologically been studied to say, hey, mm -hmm. that's actually, that, that, that plays out. Mm -hmm. Like you doing this helps you get, get to this point or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this, this helps, this uh, restriction helps protect you from this and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it's all found within scripture. So again, bring your doubts to the yeah. table mm -hmm. and let's have a conversation. Yeah, another statistic that was like, kind of I was like what the heck why is this the case um all the the 65 percent of the Christians who faced doubt only 18 percent of them mm -hmm. went to their spiritual leader or pastor mm -hmm. in that season or moment of doubt and I'm like why is that that shouldn't be the case that should be a hundred percent of the Christians went to their pastor went to a, a mentor or a spiritual leader because that's where you're going to find wisdom from somebody that's older than you and has lived mm -hmm. through that doubt, has mm -hmm. lived through the struggle and, and come out on the other side of the faith. And so I think that for most people, it's like they don't go to somebody for wisdom. You know, they just quickly, they're just like, oh, well, I don't, I don't trust them. Mm -hmm. But I think you should, if you're experiencing, experiencing doubt, you should, when it creeps in, go to your pastor, mm -hmm. go to a leader, go to anybody that you look up to and it mm -hmm. like esteem them trust, as yeah. a as a spiritual leader right and, and put it put it on the table for them mm -hmm. have the conversation be honest and more often than not like you might you're not going to get like the doubt just go away like that but it's going to be the beginning of like helping you overcome that like you can't mm -hmm. just do this by yourself in your head, it's just gonna, the doubt's just gonna snowball right. if you're just in this alone. And so I think that 18%, that's scary. I think most mm -hmm. people, um, you should you should go to somebody, right. a pastor, somebody to, to help you in, yep. in those times. It's a big tactic that the enemy uses, and sadly in some cases it's, it's successful in, in doing, mm -hmm. is that originally what the enemy wants you to do is to ask the question, and we find this back in Genesis. Mm -hmm. Did God really say? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. He wants you ultimately to question God. So let's look at the story of Adam and Eve real mm -hmm. quick. Adam and Eve, they're in the garden. They're in perfection. Mm -hmm. God, the Bible says that God walks with them in the cool of the day. Like the Lord was walking mm -hmm. with them on the earth. Mm -hmm. I mean, my my goodness, I would love yeah, to just see yeah. what that what that even <laughs> what that looked was like. like. Yeah, yeah it, was, it could have been amazing. Mm -hmm. And they ultimately, the enemy comes in and he says, did God really, and you know, God gets this, in this room, yeah, one rule. Yeah. you can have everything in the garden, don't eat of this one tree. Mm -hmm. Because uh, do in doing so, you know, you'll know like, well, we'll get to that too in a second. Much. Yeah, too, too, he's, not, he's not basically, too much. He's yeah. protecting them of what they, right. they don't realize. And, and so the enemy comes in and he says, did God really say that you couldn't partake of this fruit, mm -hmm. of this tree? Because he knows if you do, 
that you'll be like him, mm-hmm. knowing good and evil. What Adam and Eve did not realize or did not combat the enemy with in that moment is that I already am like God. Mm-hmm. I'm made in the image and likeness mm-hmm. of him. As, as as scripture defines yeah. as, as as who he told us he was mm-hmm. i mean he walks with us in the cool of the day yeah. i'm made in his image and likeness i'm already like god mm-hmm. but what we don't realize is that the enemy was trying to get us to to question god in an unhealthy way mm-hmm. not um when the doubt came in and the temptation came they didn't run back to the lord they ran to their temptation mm-hmm. and ultimately we find ourselves in the situations that we're in now now it's however many thousands and whatever years later, and now we're having these conversations about, you know, hey, doubt's creeping in mm-hmm. or whatever. We're questioning. It's it's an age-old thing. Mm-hmm. Doubts are have always been, since sin has been around, yeah. doubt has been around. Mm-hmm. But key thing that you said earlier, doubt is not disbelief. Mm-hmm. Doubt is questioning mm-hmm. whether I should or should not believe this mm-hmm. one thing and how does it come out to be true or not true, mm-hmm. which I think is a very healthy place that you can be in as long as where you're running to is back to the Lord mm-hmm. and running to that rather than the opposite to the temptation to mm-hmm. ultimately make you completely disbelieve and doubt God and doubt that he is who he says he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. And I think um, one thing that we that God kind of left us with that he gave us, you know, that's tangible is his word, is the Bible. Yes. I think many people quickly will refute that and be like, well, we don't know if the Bible's true. Well, have you even read it? I think most people who say, like, is the Bible really true? I don't, they haven't even read two chapters. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I mean, find out for yourself. <clears throat> read the gospel. Read one of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, or John, mm-hmm. and read the story of Jesus all the <clears throat> way through. And then you can come to me and, and say something. But to me, I would say, once you do that, you might find Jesus. Mm-hmm. You will find Jesus you know, in the Word. Pretty, pretty amazing. This is obviously like a conversation that we'll have to have like a part two <laughs> yeah. and, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is just like a little plug. So a lot of arguments that people will bring up about Christianity is mm-hmm. that there's too many um, interpretations mm-hmm. or too, there's not enough evidence to support uh, that the Bible, what it says today, was actually what it said back then. Mm-hmm. And so people will use the argument that there's so, there's a gap between the earliest known manuscripts and the first copies that we have that mm-hmm. are kind of are, are on display. The challenge to that is is that um, between the original copies and some of the earliest known manuscripts and the copies or whatever is a few hundred years. Mm-hmm. And people look at that and refute that and say there's there's this big gap. You know, we there's no way of knowing it, that it is exactly what it mm-hmm. says it is or whatever. And I will challenge that also on a side note by saying that we do have original manuscripts. They are on display in some museums or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can take your Bible and go translate it word for word to the original Greek and Hebrew mm-hmm. and that it was written in, and it, it is word yeah. for word, just putting that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but people look at the, this gap in between history and mm-hmm. say, you know, there's this big gap. We can't trust it. Mm. But do you remember in school, did you ever read Homer's The Iliad? Yeah, mm-hmm. I read that in college. Do you know what the gap is between the original of time it was written to the original, like the the first copy that we found, no. eight hundred years mm. in between scripture is maybe a hundred mm-hmm. or even less years than that. And people don't even question. And people don't even question Homer's Iliad, and you study was, about it in school as yeah. if, and, and like it's like and with verification, mm-hmm. this is the real thing. Yeah, this is the real story. This mm-hmm. is the real thing or whatever. And there's a bigger gap in between its mm-hmm. first original writing and its first earliest known copy. Yeah. And so people look at that and say, that's factual. But people look at this gap between the first original manuscripts of Scripture and then mm-hmm. the first copies and say that that's not that's not trustworthy. Yeah. And Scripture would even go, I think it was uh, Peter. Mm-hmm. or It was either Peter or Paul. I can't remember exactly which one, and I can't remember exactly where the Scripture is. But even Peter said, um, when people were doubting about the risen Christ, mm-hmm. Peter said, some of these people have already seen the risen Christ. They're still alive. Go ask them. Mm-hmm. So in the time that Peter was writing his stories, yeah. these people, like people, were still alive that had seen the yeah. risen Christ. Mm. Yeah, and he was like, "Don't, don't believe me. Go just ask go them." Ask. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, just putting that little plug yeah. out yeah. there. So for sure, something to think about. Um, thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, about it, and so we're running out of time. So mm-hmm. Lance, I want to give you a moment for some final thoughts or a final thought, um, and then I have one. Um, but we're definitely going to do maybe a couple more episodes on this topic and get even more into it of like help the doubt. Like mm-hmm. we're saying, do this, you know, do this research. We'll give the people. I've the, got some book recommendations. The research. Yeah. Um, so 
So this won't be the last episode about doubt. We'll do a couple more on this. Um, So before we end, Lance, final thought that you want to leave the listeners with. Um, Just like we've been talking about through this whole entire podcast, you know, doubt is not disbelief. Mm -hmm. A doubt is question questioning you know what it is you believe and that can be a healthy and an unhealthy thing Mm -hmm. the challenge is is that what are you going to do next with it Mm -hmm. are you going to sit and soak along with your thoughts and ultimately allow the enemy to make you disbelieve something that is 100 percent verifiable and you're just going to walk away from it and run away from it and you're going to tap out too soon or do you at least want to give it a shot Mm -hmm. that's all i'm saying just give it a shot Mm -hmm. if you find out if it's not if it's not good and like by all means, mm-hmm. by your free will and your free choice, mm-hmm. you have the ability to continue to walk with this thing or, mm-hmm. or to walk away from it. Yeah, this, The amazing thing about our God mm-hmm. is that it's not forced. Mm-hmm. This is your free choice yeah. to choose to follow me. Mm-hmm. Bring your doubts to the table. Let's ask the hard questions. Even I had a conversation with Pastor Steve one time about just some things that I was wondering about. I just didn't mm-hmm. know. I was questioning whatever, and he even said, you know, have your questions. Mm-hmm. Just don't let them overtake you. Yeah. Bring your doubts to the table and let's mm-hmm. have the conversation. Yeah, that's good. Um, I got basically just one sentence, really, to leave the people. Leave with the people. Mm-hmm. Even the disciples doubted, and mm-hmm. Jesus was physically in front of them. Yes. So it's okay if we wrestle with doubt as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And look at the promise that he gave Thomas. Yeah. He said, you believe because you've seen, but blessed are those who have not mm. seen. Blessed are those who have not seen and believe. And so we're in a... We're in a a space where we will be blessed, you know, if we have faith and we're not seeing, because we can't yeah. physically see. But if we have that faith, man, Jesus said, blessed are those who mm-hmm. who do so. And so, man, they, they saw him in person. They mm-hmm. were physically with him, and they still doubted. So be encouraged. It's okay mm-hmm. if you're doubting. Um, but don't let the doubt lead to complete disbelief. This is what the church is for. Yeah. This is what the church is meant to do. So let's sure. be the church. Definitely. Don't let the doubt lead to disbelief. Lead it to further faith. Mm-hmm. That's all we got for this episode. I think this was a passionate episode. I think it was a very kind of good intro to mm-hmm. some more conversation. Let's have um, more. Yeah, for sure. I hope this was uh, challenging. hope it was thought-provoking, um, especially if you're going through doubt, um, a seasoned doubt. So thank you so much for listening. Lance, thank you for being on, sharing your thoughts. Thanks for having me. No problem. That's all we got for you today. Peace out, everybody. Peace.